conservative leadership hopeful Pierre Polyev. He was actually in London yesterday where he floated the idea of unleashing, if you will, the potential of cryptocurrency like a Bitcoin on Canada, saying that he would like to make the country the blockchain capital of the world. What does that mean exactly? Well, let's uh, welcome in uh, Genevieve Tellier, who is a professor of public finances at the University of Ottawa for more on this. Genevieve, good afternoon, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for the invitation. All right. First off, uh, for those that uh, don't deal in the world of Bitcoin and crypto, cryptocurrency, what exactly uh, is it and uh, what is the blockchain? uh, And why does Mr. Polyev, uh, why does he want to make Canada the blockchain capital of the world? Oh, that's a lot of questions. So I'm trying to be as clear as I can. Um, Bitcoins and other uh, cryptocurrency are virtual money currency uh, that people use to make some exchanges. And so if you want to buy some goods or services, some company will accept to be paid in Bitcoins, uh, Bitcoins and other uh, currency. Uh, Bitcoins uh, are fixed. They are only limited in amount. So there are not infinite amounts of, of currency that you can use. And so there is a speculative aspect to it. And so people will buy Bitcoins uh, for the purpose of either buying or selling goods or to invest. And that's why they are so popular is that as an investment mechanism, they bring in huge profits from time to time. And so people are interested into that. Now, the question is, could they substitute to regular currency such as the Canadian dollar? Experts normally say no, because uh, they are not controlled by the Bank of Canada or a central bank and you don't want to have a Canadian dollar that is highly speculative and so you want to use your Canadian dollar because there is a a, a value to have a currency that allows you to exchange goods but uh, it's not uh, normally for investment purpose, purposes and so uh, what Pierre Poiliev is saying is that maybe we should concentrate on uh, those uh, feature of investment and let's try and that's the uh, what he calls the, uh, the the chain the blockchain let's try to have a national industry in Canada where we can create uh, cryptocurrency and use it and so uh, we'll see if it works but that mm-hmm. would be bo- mostly his proposal now cryptocurrency is just not uh, being used by investors or uh, being used for speculative uh, purposes entirely though right because I know Mr. Polyev, he actually tweeted out during his uh, stop in London, Ontario uh, yesterday that uh, he actually uh, bought lunch from a a local vendor there with his uh, Bitcoin wallet. Yes, and it would be the same thing, I would say, with credit cards. And so some businesses do accept uh, credit cards and others don't. And so it would be the same thing with uh, cryptocurrency. And so uh, are there any businesses that do see a value either for them as an investment mechanism or just to satisfy their consumer? And so if there is a demand to use that kind of currency, I would guess that, yes, uh, businesses would be interested to, uh, to serve and have that kind of product offered to their consumer. Now it's not clear because uh, when I uh, when you hear Pierre Poiliev at first sight you you tend to to guess that he wants that uh, generalized everywhere in Canada, but after that when you put uh, you look more closely at his proposal, that's not the case. So you just want to make it easier for Canadians to use bitcoins. But I think it's already easy to do it. So it's just a question of demand and supply. And if businesses and consumers want to use them, they can. It's it, The law doesn't prevent that. Uh, and, and, and I don't see... And so I my, my sense is that Pierre Poiliev wants to make it bigger as a national product 
and, and a prestige for Canada to develop that industry and to develop more uh, cryptocurrencies. Mm-hmm. He was also touting it uh, yesterday as a way to outsmart uh, or beat inflation. Can you tell us a bit more on that? Because I think everybody obviously has been infected by uh, affected by inflation over the last uh, few months and rising uh, prices. How can using cryptocurrency, Bitcoin and the like, how can it help us outsmart inflation? I don't see the link. And so I would like Pierre Poilievre to develop that a bit more because uh, to, de- to uh, beat up inflation, you need to go at the heart of, at the root of the matter, of to, at the root of the problem and say, okay, what causes inflation? And currently it's not to have enough money or there's not sufficient money or too much money. It's mostly a production aspect. And so we know that not enough goods are produced to satisfy the demand of consumer. And so if we bring in more money as a cryptocurrency, we would just create the opposite and create more inflation because people would have more money, more wealth to spend, but they still wouldn't find more goods to buy. And so uh, that would just increase the price of goods. And so uh, I don't think that Pierre Poiliev has identified correctly the, the problem currently, which is a problem of supply. Uh, goods don't go to consumer. And so there is something that is broken in the uh, in the chain of supply uh, and, and we have to restore it, but that won't come overnight. All right. Uh, why would uh, somebody who wants to eventually become the prime minister of this country, uh, why would they tout uh, making Canada the blockchain capital of the world? And by the way, it's just not uh, Pierre Polyev. I know Alberta has come out and said that they also would like to be known as kind of the uh, blockchain uh, capital. Why is this seemingly so attractive to some governments and uh, politicians? Uh, again, are we looking at something that uh, could be uh, a counter currency to the Canadian dollar? Could it uh, maybe uh, supplant perhaps Canadian currency one day? Not for the moment, I don't think it can happen, but uh, it could uh, complement the Canadian currency. So as I said before, if consumers are looking for another way to pay for goods, that could be a way to to use. Uh, Yes, Alberta is interested. I would add into the equation Quebec also, because uh, to generate those uh, cryptocurrency, it takes a lot of energy. And so we know energy in Alberta and in Quebec, and especially Quebec with hydroelectricity, uh, that would be a way to use that source of energy. And so, yes, to develop an industry, to create good uh, jobs, because we're thinking about uh, uh, programmers, uh, engineering engineers that could uh, be employed by that kind of industry and also be the first to start uh, investing in such an industry while you could also have some uh, implication in other countries or you would be a leader. So I, I'm not surprised to see that government are really interested in that field. Uh, now there is a risk because there is no guarantee that it will succeed. Um, and not everybody would necessarily be uh, attracted to uh, cryptocurrency. So it's, again, it's the question of supply and demand and uh, oppor- business opportunity and to see if there is really a demand for that. And and, and maybe, right, uh, it may be not the case. The future will tell us. Um, is it the Eldorado that Pierre Poilievre is kind of saying it it could be uh, i think most experts are still in the state of let's wait and see uh, we're not sure of all the implication of uh, cryptocurrencies
Okay, where would this leave the Bank of Canada in their role, do you think, as well? Is that one of the potential pitfalls that it could diminish the role of the Bank of Canada? And, you know, we've seen the the bank recently increase interest rates as a way to try to cool off these uh, rising uh, prices. But uh, could their role and could their ability to do something like that be diminished with the rise of cryptocurrency and Canada perhaps becoming a blockchain capital of the world? Up to a point, yes, because the role of the Bank of Canada is to control inflation. And one way of doing that is to pour in more money into the economy or getting out some money from the economy. And you do that with interest rate. Now, if there is a currency over which you don't have any control, like a cryptocurrency, then you don't have any more control over that. And so you could increase your interest rate. This will take out the Canadian dollars from the economy, but it would not take out other currency from the economy and you will still be with an inflation uh, problem. And so, yes, that will diminish the uh, the possibility of uh, acting from the Bank of Canada. Now, on the other hand, I'm not sure that the cryptocurrency will replace the Canadian currency from a legal point of view. Uh, legally, the Canadian dollar is very strong. Uh, a, a business cannot refuse to be paid in Canadian dollar, uh, while a business can refuse to be paid in a cryptocurrency. So it, it is still very strong. Uh, most uh, exchange are done uh, with the regular Canadian dollars, and there is no risk of using the Canadian dollars while using cryptocurrency, there is a risk because the value could go up or could go down. Uh, also, what happens if a business uh, go, it goes bankrupt? Um, it, it, we are protected from banks here in Canada that goes bankrupt, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but we're not protected from uh, cryptocurrency businesses that go bankrupt. And so I'm not sure that uh, Canadians will want to put their money over there. So this risk, uh, yes, more competition could be a good thing, but it increases the risk, uh, the probability of bankruptcy, which is the last thing that you want to see in your uh, in your uh, financial service uh, industry. Sure. Can I ask you just finally to graze, uh, gaze sorry, into your crystal ball for us and look ahead five, ten years from now? Because I think the idea of cryptocurrency, the blockchain capital of the world, a lot of people still trying to get their head around what this is exactly and non-fungible tokens, everything that goes with the the world of crypto. Uh, But does Canada, I mean, is this a discussion we should be having? Do we need to get ahead of the curve, particularly when it comes to the increasing globalization of the economy? Yes, we need to understand what it is precisely. And I'm not in the in the group of people that believe that this is a truly a currency. It is an investment tool. And why it is like that is, is because those who have created those currency have created the, the amount available on the market. And so it's just highly speculative. Uh, once we understand very well this speculative aspect, then Canadian will be free to choose it, yes or not, for investment purposes. But uh, for other uh, for other uh, users, I'm not sure that uh, it will go and replace a Canadian dollar or another currency, but it opens up the conversation. So that's a good thing. And another conversation that it opens up, it's uh, the use of national currency and not a international national currency, which is a very old idea. We were discussing that during World War II. Uh, Should we get rid of national dollar, uh, like the Canadian dollar, the American dollar, and have one single international currency that will help people do business everywhere on the planet? 
And so that's also the kind of discussion that we could have. So I hope that's my crystal ball. I hope that in five, 10 years, we'll be everybody more knowledgeable about those different tools available and how they could help us and not help us and know exactly what they can do for us. Well, Professor, really appreciate the conversation with us this afternoon and increasing our knowledge on this. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for the invitation. You bet. There goes Professor Genevieve Tellier, who is a professor of public finance at the University of Ottawa. And we're back after break. You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.